Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Third Thursday Podcast with your hosts, Harry Ozarek and Ben McEntee, where we hope to connect, encourage, and equip student ministry leaders of today. This is a resource provided by the Rocky Mountain District of the Christian and Missionary Alliance, and you can find us on all major podcast platforms. Please hit the like, subscribe, and share buttons to help others be connected, encouraged, and equipped to reach students with the gospel. Here are your hosts, Harry and Ben. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Third Thursday Podcast. It's our hope to connect, encourage, and equip our youth leaders of today. And we are your hosts, Harry Ozarek and Ben McEntee. Yes. Our conversation today is the second part of this three-part um, series we're doing on discovering your ministry's core values. Yeah. Last episode, we talked about why are they essential and this episode, we're going to dive into how do you establish your core values. So if you haven't listened to the first episode of this little three-part conversation, we encourage you to jump back and listen to that one. Um, but uh, as we always do, Ben, we like to start our podcast out with something that's been going on in our ministry that we've yeah. seen affect ourselves, leaders, yeah. students, and uh, how does it honor God, right? We want to answer those questions as we do things. So Absolutely. So, Harry, last time I started, uh, I shared something that was that happened yeah. in my ministry last few weeks. Why don't you take this time? What What is something that, uh, that God's been doing in your ministry, and how has that affected your leaders, your students, yourself, and, and uh, honored the Lord? Yeah, so um as a youth ministry, we do something a little a little different. Um and we have what we call faith families. And cool. since establishing those, um I've had a lot of time to watch how it's affected myself, my leaders, my students and uh hopefully honored God, right? And so that was just something I was going to share as we near the fall here real soon. It's it's uh we're not too far away. Um and looking at our, you know, Wednesday night ministry and things like that. Um, these faith families, right? The right. heart behind them follows our core values. One of our core values for our youth ministry is belonging over isolation. We choose belonging over isolation. And so we wanted to discover a unique way of how do we help our students own that core value, choosing to belong. And what are they belonging to and fostering an atmosphere where they feel like they can belong, right? And so right. large group Wednesday night offered a certain context for that to take place, but we were noticing an absence of real relationship and growth. And so right. we ventured out into an unknown territory. And so the first Wednesday every month, we're all together at the church for our faith night. And then the other Wednesdays throughout the month, um, aside from, you know, your special parties and things like that, right. um, they go to their faith families. And so we have three different homes where people okay. are willing to host and they're youth leaders. Um, and so as we dove into that, some things I saw come out of it. One was the accomplishment of one of our main goals, which was youth belonging yeah. and not feeling isolated. And so yeah. in a large group, you can quite easily fade to the background or feel left out and so on and so forth. Absolutely. And when you get into a home of eight, eight to 10 students, right, that that opportunity for you to belong just grows yeah. exponentially. And yeah. so... um you know, how did that affect our students? It gave them great opportunities. We had to learn through it in in different ways too of um, 
you know, there was at times they felt an absence of the large group. Right. And so we had to work on when we did the large group, helping the family still connect in that large wow. group setting that first Wednesday each month, um, as well as then on those faith family nights, how do they, how do we help them feel like they're still part of the larger group as well? So we're in our right. faith family homes, but we're still part of this youth ministry as a whole. Right. Yeah. And so it was that, it was that interesting duality of how do we help accomplish kind of both at the same time in, in each of their own unique contexts. Right. And so, um, so that was cool. The leader side of things, they were able to dive into into relationship with students, um, I think, far more effectively because they were responsible for their faith family. And when we came yeah. together in the large group, they interacted with all the students, but they kind of had their family, right? This ownership of, of I'm loving and caring for these students. I don't have to try to, you know, know absolutely everyone to their core, Yes. Right. I'm just focusing right here on my family yes. and I still love and want to care for the other students too. get that opportunity. But um, we saw a much better opportunity for our leaders and that's yeah. what they shared as well. On that flip side, we also saw, you know, I, I miss getting to know some of the other students. So again, that was that for our leaders to help accomplish and be more intentional on those large group times, the leaders getting to interact with the other students they don't necessarily see as often. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, we've been learning through those different things uh, overall. Um, yeah. It's been cool to see God bless that and grow that. And uh, we're going to continue on doing that um, learning, you know, tweaking all that good stuff. But as far as, um, our ministry, that's something that was cool that, that uh, I wanted to share today. So I dig it. I love it. I love it. And I love the intentionality of that, right? That's so cool. Yep. That's so cool. And it came, I mean, that came directly from our core values. And so right. that's our topic today, I discovering you just, your core values. You just explained why it's good, why we should that's have right. it. So I love it. I love yep. it. Yep. <laughs> and so, yeah, last episode, right, we talked about why our core values essential, right? We talked about how they provide direction. They help us say yes and no to different things, right? And they also help us communicate to our church, to our leaders, parents, students, our community, who we yeah. are, what we're about, and what God you know, is wanting to accomplish through this ministry. Absolutely. And Absolutely. so today we're looking at, okay, we know why they're important. Now, how do we actually establish them? And so Absolutely. as we venture into that, you know, where, where would you start, Ben, when you're well, trying to establish core values? Sure. If I'm going to start, um, and we kind of touched on this last time, but we're just looking at God's word. What does God say? Mm-hmm. And, and I don't want to funnel anything through my own filter of, of, of a human centered filter. I want to look like what, what's going to be honoring the Lord. How am I going to, going to create core values that have Christ as as the center. And I think I, I sat down when I first started ministry years and years ago, my youth pastor, I sat him down, uh, I asked him to sit with me, and he said, you revolve your core values around the Great Commission mm. and the Greatest Commandment, and mm. then everything flows through that. And so, so I think those two things are key. It's like people will come up and say, 
young people or adults will come up and say, hey, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my life. I don't know. Like, like mm-hmm. I understand there's individual calls that we all have, and that's wonderful. But but if someone says, I don't know what to do, you know, we already have our marching orders. Everyone has yeah. their marching, marching orders. It's the great commandment. Go, preach the gospel, baptize people, yeah. uh, uh, make disciples, make disciples who are making disciples. So that's a, that's a core element. And then loving the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And then loving your neighbor as yourself. Those, those yep. things right there, that is, that's core. So, so looking at God's word, and then you can pull out other scriptures that, that can really help with that. And you filter that all through the cross, through the gospel, yes. and the powerful transformative work that Christ has done on the cross, which is why I'm here today. Yeah, here preach because, it, man. I, mean, the, 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 <laughs> I love it, man. Uh, yeah, if, if I... if. If Jesus hadn't done what he had done mm. for me in my miserable state where uh, uh, last week we talked about Romans 5.8. I mean, Christ died for the ungodly. That's me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was that. He he died for me when I was an enemy and he willingly did that. And I want to live for him. That's something. To, I'm not doing this out of like um, because I have to obey these laws or whatever. I do it out of his love and affection yeah and his sacrifice for me and that just moves me to desire to live for yes. him as imper- as imperfectly as i do yep know? so that's 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 where you start yeah man and then for me so we go from there to pray right yeah prayer and fasting um i cannot like say it enough in my notes i have it written 3 times right when i come to my leaders i I'm like, if we are not praying before, during, and after this, yeah. we are missing out on God's um, direction, guidance, yeah. power in and through it all. And that's just as you were saying, as we depend on God's word and his truth and who he is, we are dependent on him wholly during, yeah. before, and after, right? And so... Um, with that said, that requires us to do something that I think leaders struggle to do at times, which is don't rush it. Yeah. But I want core values right now. I want core values today or tomorrow. <laughs> and the reality is that's great ambition. And I, I'm saying this from a chronic abuser of this phrase, do not rush, right? Yeah. Um, if yeah, anyone who knows me, I love getting things done. I don't always love the process, or at least I should say I didn't I didn't always love the process. I'm loving the process far more yeah. now in my ministry than I did a decade ago, right? Yeah. Um, and this phrase that comes over and over, it's a hundred percent coupled with the first two things we said, being God's word, flow in and through it all, and pray. If you're doing those two things, very rarely can you rush the process. Very rarely can you just make a snap go because you're going to spend time trying to discern. Now, can God be like, boom, there it is, done, go? Absolutely. Sure. Um, sure. It, it hasn't happened that often in my life as much as I'm saying that of, I wish it would happen more, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's go. Let's get it. Yeah. Um, but this is a process. Don't stress on it. Don't. Don't, you know. Um, yeah, I think you allow the process to work itself out. Amen. There it is. Uh, That's uh, it. Uh, yep. Be looking at scripture. Dive in. Look at the words that, mm-hmm. that, 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 I mean, what are, 
what are some core words that that just yeah. shout out from you from from God's word that you go, these are things that I want yeah. our young people to know. And then you take that to the Lord and say, how can I distill this in a way that communicates this properly? And I think when we pray, you want to be praying, you want to be talking, but you also just want to be listening. Um, and, and, and I think that just invites the Holy Spirit to move. And, um, and I know like, don't let that phrase, the Holy Spirit to move, like mm. be co-opted completely by like charismatic <laughs> Pentecost or whatever. We, the Holy Spirit can move. This isn't like magic. It does. Right? It does. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just uh, 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 God speaks and moves. Amen. I, I believe that Amen. he primarily does that through his word. But when we, when we, when we slow down, we pray. And I think you, you mentioned fasting, like it, when we're having to make big decisions, like creating core values that are going to last, like mm. if they're if they're well intentioned and and and, yeah. and filtered through the word, and, uh, uh, that are going to last for years, these are going to affect right. lives, countless lives. We don't know. I mean, what 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 it can do? Then I mean, that's a big decision. That's when yes. you need to be on your A game. Yep. Uh, uh, and when you're on your A game, you might need to go. You know what? There's this thing that I love. It's not sinful or bad, but I like food, or I like this beverage, or I like yeah. this, or whatever. And go, I'm gonna, or I like this video game, or whatever. You don't have to fast from everything. You just go, like, how am I gonna, gonna deny my my myself some things so I can really just be intentional and like listening to what God is wanting yes. me to do and how to lead and how our leaders lead and our students lead. Yes. Uh, 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 in our ministries, and I think yep. that's really, really important. So, yep. fasting it's it's not just for uh, you know uh, monks on a hill. It, mm. It's for us too, and it can be simple. Right? Yep. Uh, uh, so that's great. I love that. Yeah, yeah. And so we aren't gonna we're not gonna hold back any longer. We're, we are gonna give you uh, a couple different ways to yeah. go about establishing your core values. Yes. But just before we go in that again, we 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 cannot encourage enough as both of these ways to do it, if you will, mm-hmm. require having everything filtered through God's word, taking time to prayer and fast, truly. And uh, that requires us to not rush. And then the the last point before we dive into this is if you have leaders that you trust, leaders that are that are in the word themselves and growing and, and all that good stuff, then involve them if possible. But we're going to go through two options. Yeah. And obviously you can take this, anyone listening, you can take this, tweak this, uh, make it your own. Um, but we're going to give you just kind of two, two ways to do it that connect to two different, uh, to two different general contexts. The first context is maybe you don't have a well-established leadership team. Maybe you've come into a church that the youth ministry has been struggling, or you're Mm -hmm. in a church and the youth ministry is struggling or so on and so forth, and it's time for a new day. It's time to revamp who we are, what we're about, and you want a starting point. And so, Ben, you're going to share on that. And then after that, we're going to share another method that if you have a more established team or... 
you've done this first way for a few years and you've grown an established team of youth leaders, then we have another way for you to take what was, revamp it and bring it into a new day as well. Because nothing stays stagnant or the same. And the church is, I think, at times too often slow to change with what God is doing. And so we don't want to just give you, hey, establish your core values, right? We want to also help you go as you establish those core values. As new leaders come and go, as new students come and go, who you are as a ministry, God's going to continue to grow that and change that as you depend on him, which will require you to relook at your core values and discern if it's time for a new direction, right? So Ben, if you could take us through kind of this first way of doing it and that context of maybe I don't have the leaders I can lean on to help make this together. And it's really more up to me to get her done, you know? Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, when when I was starting in ministry, uh, I I reached out to other ministry leaders and say, "What are your core values? Mm, Can I see your yes. mission vision statements?" Right. I I gather those things. There's mm-hmm. nothing new under the sun. If it's all filtered through God's word, yeah. these were trusted ministry leaders who I knew had good ministries and and were living for the Lord. And yep. I would look at their material and then and then I would kind of glean a little bit. I mean, so anything that I'm sharing here, that I'm not I'm not that smart. I'm not that creative. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, these are things that yeah. just I mean, it, it all just flows out of God's word anyway. Amen. So, so you can take that and look and see what other people are doing and then tweak to your specific context but yes but what 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 i did with some core leaders uh uh was um i also go to i went to my senior pastor and said what are your core values mm. right? and if your senior pastor can't tell you what the core values are for your church uh uh that's a good place a to concerned. start yeah, well. <laughs> yeah 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 talk with them all just like hey can we have some i mean you are yep. as a minister as a youth pastor you are under the umbrella under the covering Amen. Yep. of your senior pastor and yes and allow them to cast and shape that vision and and yes. they should have those core values and then yours can be very similar but you're going to tweak it for your ministry and I, and, yes. and that's that's what i've i've done and and I just took some scriptures that that they were using, and and the the uh, I shared this last week Ephesians uh, at Ephesians four, um, where I had this idea of of where we are a whole body joined and held together really by Christ, and we're building each other up in love. And yes. and and my core our core value was that we are a circle. It was this mm. idea that we are a circle, that we're a unified whole. We talked about that last time. That this unified whole is not. Uh, uh, a facsimile. It's not conformity. It's it's mm. uni- It's a unified but diverse group of individuals who are using the skills and gifts, spiritual gifts that the Lord has given them to 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 share, uh, to be disciples and to make disciples. Yes. So, out of Ephesians four, we came up with these things. We're a circle, and we we speak the truth in love. We want to grow to become mature. That Christ is our center. That we're held and joined together by Christ. We support each other. We grow and we build up in love. And that we believe that our actions are more mm. important than words. Words are important, but are we going to live it out? And uh, and that we believe that our leader that that our young people can be leaders now, right? Yeah. And so we had Ephesians four. We distilled that. We wrote. I wrote that verse on the board, and then we just started circling words and looking those words up in a thesaurus and dictionaries, mm. and just kind of breaking it down. I was originally an English major, so like words. I, I, I like 
I like looking at definitions and things. So I break yeah. it down and then come up with what are these core things that we really want our students to do. So we looked at at uh, being this unified whole, this circle, and then and then the next we, we came up with a uh, 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 psalm. Psalms 4, 8, which says this, mm. In peace I will both lie down and sleep, for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. And and this idea that that we want our youth group to be covered by God's peace. Yeah. We want to be covered by, I mean, the world is, I mean, we're, we, you uh, talk to young yeah. people and there's just, uh, uh, the world is saying peace, peace, where there is no peace. Mm. Mm-hmm. And we want the place where our children, where our young people come to meet, that it's covered by God's peace. And we do that because we believe that God is here, that He's among us, yeah. He's working through us and in us. And we believe that Christ invites us to come to Him, right? I mean, that's mm. Jesus would come to people and say, "Come to me, all who are who who are weary, and I will give you real, real rest." And we believe that God's presence brings mm. peace. We believe that that can happen collectively when we're all together on a Wednesday night or at a at a faith family, at a, at a home, but also individually when we're out in our communities, when we're out in their schools. They can bring peace to those places by the very uh, reason that God's spirit is dwelling in them and living in them. I love that. So this idea of of a circle that is covered and then our last core value is that that we have a call that there's a purpose it, it, this this really answers the why are we here question mm. the scripture we gleaned from that uh was uh, uh out of psalms also and it's kind of counterintuitive it was psalms 33 11 which says the counsel of the lord stands forever in the mm. plans of his heart to all generations and and what we really wanted to instill in our youth is that hey you, God can use you now. Yes. He can use us collectively as a whole group. Like, what is the call that He asked for our youth group as a whole and mm. individually? What is that call that? And we want others to encounter Jesus. How yeah. do we do that? We want to create a spiritual destination for relational growth with God yeah. and with His people. And then all of that was funneled through the Great Commission, Great Commandment, and then. Second Timothy three sixteen, uh, where we want to make maturing, uh, 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 maturing and complete disciples. That Second uh, mm. Timothy three sixteen is all Scripture is God is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, reproof, and and correction, and for training in righteousness. We want our young yes. people to be trained in righteousness, and so we wrote these verses down. We distilled them out, and then came up with these these core phrases yep and then and then and then have this be all end all we want to make jesus known and we want to make mature disciples yes. and if you think about that 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 flows through the gospel through the great commission the great commandment yes and and, and then there's action in there and and that's that's where we 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 had it and uh um so and then out of that came our mission and vision statements too right where you yep. core values and then once mission. you understand what you value now you can start charting the path in which you're exactly gonna gonna go yep yeah and our mission was uh is to shape a christ-centered future mm. one life at a time just that simple just bullet point right there and uh uh i mean that's an elevator pitch yeah right? a, to 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 a, a pr- perspective leader 
Yes. <laughs> you go ahead, yes. man. You want to shape a Christ-centered future one life at a time? We need you. Yep. Right? Like that. Amen. And, and so, so that was... That was it, and that, and then that was been tweaked over the years, and and uh, so, but but that's that's where we are, dude. That yeah, that's awesome. What I love about that again is this, it's this process of it's not all on you, right? Right. Going and talking to others, gleaning what you can, and then filtering that through first God's word, and prayer second, right? And then wow. third, you're filtering what you're praying about. As you search God's word, you're filtering it through, how does this connect with my yes. context, my students, yes. my community? What is something unique that's got, that God is wanting to do here right yeah. now? And then yeah. I think that's important. We mentioned it earlier, right now, right? God yeah. wants to continue to do a work through your ministry. And yes. so as you mentioned it, you've tweaked it. Why have you tweaked it? Um, it's my assumption here, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. That's because God, as you've grown, God continues to open up doors for you to keep ministering that doesn't yeah. look the exact same year to year. Absolutely. Yeah. You're always, you always got to just, you go back to look at the core values. They're, they're not, they're not sacred cows. They, they need to be tweaked. You, yes. Your, your, your context change, the needs yes. of the, of the students change, the, 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 the culture at large is is changing in the way in which it's engaging with students, yep. and we got to look at this and say, how are 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 we going to be able to to retain these core values, yep. but to communicate them in a different way for this age? We're not we're yes. not rewriting the book. No, we're just no. we're just tweaking it and saying, how can we communicate this so that these young people that we're serving now. Connect. Can hear, yeah, yeah yep. can hear it, and and mm -hmm. uh, where life change can happen. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. I'm going to share one other method. Again, this context, uh, the context for this method is a little more connected to you have a little more established leadership team, or you've gone through that process, and you've gone a few years, and that team has been growing, and now you're coming yeah. back, going, okay, um, maybe it's time to start rethinking or revamping some of this. And so yeah. I call it, I dub it the sticky note method. It's not my method. It's a method again of um, seeing, watching, connecting and tweaking it for my context. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to give you kind of, I'm going to share just a little bit of, of what it is and kind of how you go about doing it from a, doing it from a practical standpoint. Um, but again, please understand all of it is filtered through God's word, most, most important in prayer and fasting yep. and slowing myself down, mm -hmm. not rushing it, but willing to let it take time if yes. that's what God is wanting to do. Yes. Right. And so it's called the sticky note method. And so step one, you need to have a team with you. Step two is you need to remove yourself from sharing or telling your leaders what you think should happen yeah. and instead become a guide. And that's, a, that's a, again, that's a hard thing to do at times. Um, but let it be led by your volunteers and only yeah. guided by you. And yeah. again, that, that to some listening, that might sound scary. Again, we're, we're talking about a leadership team that you have been growing, pouring into that are committed and, and established, right? We're not yeah. talking about just picking up people off the street and going, okay, you guys figure this out. You know, that's not, <laughs> that's yeah. not the context. What I have found, so I've done this numerous times now, and the thing, it shouldn't shock me. And it, it just, I wouldn't say it so much shocks me anymore as I just stand back in amazement 
because the first thing I ask all our leaders to do before we ever have this conversation in person um, is we are going to look at our core values and we are going to either establish new core values or we're going to tweak our core values. And before anyone talks, before anyone shares thoughts and opinions, I am asking you all if you'd be willing to commit to a month of praying. Within that month, I'm I'm asking or calling you to think about a way that you could fast, whether it's yeah. a three-day food fast, maybe it's a week, maybe it's a month-long phone fast or electronics yeah. fast or TV fast, whatever it may be, something that God is convicting you of or pressing on your heart, right? Take that yeah. time. And for a month, we all are going to be praying. Now, you can't just say that. You have to give them some guidance, right? As well as yourself on what to pray for, right? So obviously we're praying for discernment for what God would have us value the most to provide us direction and where he wants us to go, right? Our Mm -hmm. core values. We all value a lot of different things, especially, you know, Christians, we're supposed to value a lot of different things. But for this unique context, this unique ministry, what are the core values? And so to take time and pray for that. And then when you come together, you let your leaders lead through this process and you're just simply guiding. And the thing that shocks me all the time, and I stand back in amazement, is how often Jesus speaks to all of us and we come. And as I listen to them share, and as I listen to them speak, they are saying words that I thought or heard as I took that month to pray and fast. It, It is so amazing. Um, so after that it's month, we if, come together. We worship the same God. Oh, I know. You know? Right. I know. <laughs> um, awesome. right. Yeah, and so w- what I asked them to do is as they're praying throughout that month to be writing down three core values mm. that are birthed, that come from three different scriptures that they find pertains, um, to our youth and our ministry and our community, right? And so obviously we're starting to develop core values in that exact statement, right? We're going to take three core values, words that are connected and and come our breathe from scripture, right? Mm-hmm. And then we're going to bring those together. So each leader, so last time I did this with, with a ministry, we had um, eight leaders. And so everyone brought three values with scripture, that they came from. So that's 24 values. And you're like, holy cow, that's a lot. That's the point. All right. One of the cool things that you will see right away is how many relate to each other in just amazing ways. Um, As you're framing this for your leaders to help them when they're writing down core values, you can, you can guide them in saying, think about choices and choices you want our youth to make. And whenever you make a choice, Ben, you're always choosing something over something else, right? Yeah. There's an antithesis to the thesis, right? So (laughs) if if we're moving forward and choosing option A, we're saying no to option B, right? Choices. And I love framing these core values in choices. And so once you bring them together, everyone writes down their core value and scripture on a sticky note. We're all together. We put them all up on the wall, 24, stick them up there. And then I look at all of them. I say, share yours and share kind of the heart in which way, in, in, in which way you wrote them, right? Share yeah. why you wrote them. Once everyone shares, then I go, okay, get it down to 10. 
And every time they always give me this big bug, bug eyed look and rightfully so they're like, what? We got to get it down to 10. I'm like, yep, get it down to 10. But what I allow them to do is I say, you can group core values together. Eventually right. we'll get to, you know, one phrase and, and one scripture. But right now, you know, if there's five that all are directly connected to love or even use the word love, you're allowed yeah. to group. And so I say, yeah. leaders, go ahead. And then I stand and I watch, and it's important. I only ask questions. I do not make statements. My help is asking questions. My help is not making statements. Well, why don't you guys think about this over here? Nope, I don't say that. I say, so what value are you guys seeing in this group here? You know, and I let them answer that. When they get it down to 10, I say, great. Now get it down to five. And again, they look at me like, oh, how do we do that? You know, and I say, you're going to have to start, you're going to have to start taking some out, right? We can't have a group of 10, you know, we can't have one group of 10 sticky notes. So I limit them. I say, you got to get it down to five groups and each group can only have three sticky notes in it. Okay. So now at most there's 15 sticky notes. Most of the time, a lot more leaves. Then I go from five to three and they're only allowed two sticky notes in each group. Okay. And so we're really refining. We're narrowing it down. The question I always get is, oh, do we only have to, we can only do three? I said, that's the work. That's the chore. That's the difficulty that we need to refine this. And then when we get it down to just those three, at max two sticky notes in each of those groups, then I say, all right, we need to pick one phrase and we need to pick one scripture for each of these. And then that brings it down to those three values. Now, I always preface before, during, and after, there's no hurt feelings in this. We all brought core values. We tried to discern what God is doing. We get this opportunity. And that's what I love about this process is it promotes unity. We're not just chucking things out and saying, no, your value's stupid or anything like that, right? Right. We're working together to bring it, to consolidate it, to refine it, and consolidate it down to just these three and help us have a clear direction where we're going. And so as you go through all of that, you get down to those three values, you work out your three phrases. So our our three phrases for our youth ministry is God's truths over the world's lies, right? Pouring in over checking out and belonging over isolation. And then we have scripture connected to that. And then from those values, we get our mission and vision statement, which is Faith Alliance Youth exists to pour into God and his truth and reach the isolated so they may belong to God's family. Yeah. Right. And so that's just another way. Again, take what you've listened to today, everyone listening. All right. Tweak it for what works into your context. We've only given you two ways. There's more than one way to crack an egg. Right. Um, And yeah, I I appreciate you joining me in this conversation, Ben. As always, we want to end with these simple three questions, which is how does this affect you and your leaders? How does this affect your students? And how is God being honored through this? And and what we're talking about today, again, is discovering core values, part two, right? How do we establish them? And so as you establish them, great effects are coming, right? Absolutely. And, and, how does establishing these core values affect you and your leaders? Well, I, it, it, you, the way in which you described the, the, the sticky note method and, and, and the method that I was describing is you're bringing leaders together you're coming mm-hmm. together and, and, and there are differences, ways in which you communicate things, but, but the, but the core essentials are still there. And, and, and so their unity comes out of that. 
Amen. Right? So I think that's that's one way that it affects you and your leaders. We go, we are on the same mission. Yeah. We understand it. We're going to communicate it a little bit yeah. differently. And how are we going to distill that again to communicate yes. that the best? And I think that that also just allows your leaders to go like, oh, my voice matters. Yes. Right. Uh, so I I think. Uh, that's really, really cool. And and I love the sticky note method that you just described oh, yeah. where it just builds up your leaders and then allows you to be a facilitator. And, and, mm-hmm. and where it's not like this burden is on me where I have to come up with everything. So yep. I, I love I love your your heart on that, Harry, your care for and your uh, uh, love for your leaders to be able to pour in and speak into that process, I think yep. I think that speaks highly of uh, of how you lead. So, so well, right back cool. at you, Ben. Yep. Yeah, man. Awesome. Oh, I loved awesome. everything you were sharing as well. And, and <laughs> and we're all in our own context. And again, like I said, what we've just shared, uh, just great truths. I appreciate your heart, Ben, and this this posture of humility as well as. I'm not simply looking to create something because it's probably been created already. Let's learn from someone who's done it. Right. Sure. And I love, I love that, that heart and that posture because that's what it really requires. If we're going to discern what God wants, yep. then that means we have to put what we want to the side. Right. And yeah. be humble in that. And so, um, yeah, I appreciate you, Ben. I think this has been a great conversation. Again, I want to thank everyone for listening to the third Thursday podcast. It's our hope to connect, encourage, and equip our youth leaders of today. And this is a resource provided by the Rocky Mountain District of the Christian Missionary Alliance. And we look forward to connecting with you all again on the next episode. It's our third part of Discovering Core Values. And we're going to be talking about how do we continue on growing and facilitating these core values that we've established. We've talked about why they're important. We've talked about how to establish them. Now, next episode, we're going to talk about how do we further that, grow that, and continue on that journey. So we appreciate you all, and we'll catch you on the next Third Thursday podcast. See you then. Thank you for listening to the Third Thursday podcast. We hope you feel connected, encouraged, and equipped to reach students with the gospel. You can find more resources at rmdcma.com youth. If this content was helpful for you, make sure to share it with a friend. See you next time.